All right, so what is a few days among friends? Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I mean, what is it? Three weeks now we get this whole 2020 crazy madness, Iowa caucus, Bernie rising, according to many others. And uh, I guess Spartacus is now out. He's suspended his campaign. Um, There is now a lot of infighting emerging among the Democrats You got Bernie Sanders now. Volunteers are being told to zero in on the weaknesses of fellow socialist Elizabeth Warren. My personal opinion is there's not really a dime's worth of difference between the two of them. They're both radical, extreme, left-wing socialists that want Medicare for all and would want the Green New Deal. Those are unsustainable promises. It's, It's unsustainable for the country financially. It is something that can never, ever happen and we're having discussions as if it's a serious, you know, possibility. You, you, do, you don't take in $94 trillion in 10 years. You don't take in $54 trillion in 10 years. Those are just two programs. And we, so we don't have the money. And these are just, you know, pie in the sky socialist promises. We have James O'Keefe today. Wow. What he did. He's got uh, some exclusive inside the Bernie campaign field organizer uh, talking about and he's going to play the tapes exclusively here um, stating Bernie Sanders campaign effing cities burn will burn if Donald Trump is reelected on tape. He's got video too, stating that effing states that Stalin had reason to use gulags claiming the gulags are a heck of a lot better than what the cia has told us that they were oh really i will send you to one of the gulags how many murdered under stalin wow the lack of history the greatest way to break a effing billionaire of their like privilege and their idea that they are superior smack go out and break rocks for 12 hours a day You're now a working class person. So if you're successful, they're going to send you to re-education camps. They talk about that, too. So I guess if you have money, they'll legalize stealing it to give it to somebody else. And then they'll send you to break up rocks all day to teach you a lesson for getting rich, to teach you a lesson for being successful. How do you get successful? How do you get rich? You usually produce goods and services that people want, need and desire. Unless you have family money of some kind, which is good for you. I didn't have that growing up, but good for you if you do. Makes life a little bit easier. Money equals freedom, nothing more. What is the freedom? Freedom to make other choices. Maybe I want to go back to school and pursue a passion over a career. And you have the money to afford it, go do it. Tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. We did. Now, God forbid the rich leave. They're leaving. Number one state where population is left. New York State. Now, nearly 200,000 in one year alone. That's a lot of people leaving over the course of a decade. Looks like they're going to lose congressional seats as a result of this. Uh, Free speech has repercussions. There are consequences for your effing actions. You should expect a violent reaction. And you deserve a violent reaction. This is Bernie Sanders' campaign. I thought they were peaceful socialists. I guess not. The angry old man at the top of the ticket. And I guess these are his supporters. Anyway, so they... This is a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm not kidding. You better fix this right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. 
Yeah, it wasn't a good day. <laughs> Hope she's okay. Uh, anyway, so Sanders volunteers are being told to zero in on the weaknesses of Warren, but they're basically one and the same. Also, Biden and Buttigieg. Now it's Spartacus bailing out of the race. The Iowa poll released Friday had Sanders in first place at 20 percent. Warren now trailing narrowly behind in second place, 17 percent. We were told never to go negative or contrast with other candidates. A person close to Sanders campaign told Politico Bernie would let us know when it was okay. So if that's happening, he's aware At a campaign appearance on Sunday, Warren responded that she was disappointed to hear that Bernie is sending his volunteers out to trash me. We all saw the impact of the factionalism in 2016. We can't have a repeat of that. I hope Bernie reconsiders and turns his campaign in a different direction. Listen, everybody can sit here and act all nice and sanctimonious. But when they're in politics, let me tell you what starts to happen when it starts getting real. We're not going to run a negative campaign. Yeah, okay, when, you're, when it's now game time, you're going to run a negative campaign. Why? Uh, the peop, every time people are polled, we don't like negative ads. The problem is negative ads work. That's why you get them every election season. If they didn't work, you wouldn't see them. So they're going to run negative ads. Listen, even George Bush and John McCain, I don't think McCain ever got over. South Carolina in 2000, when, I mean, they, the Bush campaign went hard. And it's fascinating. I know some some Bush supporters are angry at Donald Trump. Uh, Get a mirror, guys, because it wasn't that long ago when you needed to go there. You went there pretty in a pretty harsh way. And guess what? They won. That's the way, unfortunately, the sport, the blood sport of politics is often played. You got another thing that is emerging here is Democrats who believe Sanders is having a negative influence in 2016. Against Donald Trump, they're increasingly expressing worry is going to hurt the party again this time. And Democrats complaining about Sanders, some of whom have histories with Hillary Clinton's campaign, argue the rhetoric that he's using in some cases goes too far in damaging his rivals. And they say it's going to make it harder for the party to unify around a nominee. And they're particularly worried that supporters of Sanders won't back any nominee who isn't the favorite candidate. He needs to stop, said a Democratic strategist. Oh, look at this. Crazy Martin Sheehan is back in politics. He's now endorsed Elizabeth Warren. What's not to like? She's a beautiful lady. Sanders camp released an archive video of Joe Biden praising the bold leader George Bush. Nine months ago, I voted with my colleagues to give the president of the United States of America the authority to use force. And I would vote that way again today. It was a right vote then and to be a correct vote today. Whoops, because he's been out there saying he didn't support that vote at that time. Um, uh, Miranda Devine has a piece in the New York Post today. Bernie Sanders seems to be winning the battle for progressive hearts and minds. Elizabeth Warren sinking like a stone. Again, it's 2017 there. And the great moderate hope, who's not moderate, Joe, quid pro quo Joe, is only a 15%. So nothing else happening there. Um Our friend Peter Schweitzer, uh, I have learned, has his new book coming out one week from tomorrow. He will launch it, I guess, one week from today on this show. And it's Profiles in Corruption. On the cover, it's got all of the Democratic candidates. And it hit number one on Amazon 10 days before the release. You know why? Look how ahead of the curve he was 
on so many other occasions. I mean, he does a lot of really good work. He was the first one to discover the Clinton Foundation, Burisma, Holdings, and etc. Um, Trump has now taken notice of the crazy Bernie Sanders rising in the polls. He, he tweeted out, wow, crazy Bernie Sanders surging in the polls, looking very good against his opponents in the do-nothing party. So what does it all mean? Stay tuned. What does stay tuned mean? Well, that means stay tuned. And we'll find out. Obama's campaign manager, Jim Messina, remember him? He managed Obama's 2012 campaign, revealed in an interview over the weekend that Sanders winning the Democratic nomination would be welcome news for Donald Trump. Michael Bloomberg is apparently a Breitbart article. He's willing to spend all of his money to get rid of Donald Trump. Every cent that he has is going towards ousting President Trump. So he's going to try and buy his way into the White House. Uh, number one priority is to get rid of Donald Trump. I'm spending all my money to get rid of Trump. You want me to spend more or less? End of story. One of the reasons I'm confident I could beat Trump, I would be an acceptable moderate. He's not a moderate. He's a hardcore left winger. Hillary Clinton senior aide Jen Palmieri congratulated Bernie Sanders on momentous lead in gold standard Iowa poll. Bloomberg admitting his strategy strategy of screwing Democrats while trying to beat Trump. Uh, he's got himself, I guess, a Me Too problem with his company because I guess they paid out all this money to individuals and he doesn't want to release them from the non-disclosure agreements. But on the other hand, if you make a deal, here's money, but you keep it competent, that's kind of rock-solid deal. I know everyone wants those to go away, but if you sign it, you take the money. I guess you can give the money back or make a new deal. That would be one way. And we have a comedian promising oral sex to anyone who votes for Bernie Sanders. I thought that would be called bribery. I thought that was illegal in the United States. Apparently not. You know, but it's, look, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, look at where we are as a country. The, I saw that the Council of Economic Advisors put out an impact of the Trump labor market on historically disadvantaged Americans. Why is the president doing now so well with African-Americans? 34.5% in one poll, 34% in another, 33 in another, 28 in another. He only got 8% back in 2016. But if you look at the, they actually have the numbers. And they're comparing it with Trump over Obama in terms of the percentage. Especially pe people, workers, they're doing better than managers. No bachelor's degree, people that are doing blue-collar work, by, in terms of percentage growth and earnings, they are doing better. Uh, if you look at the bottom 10%, they're doing better than the top 10% uh, by a significant amount under Trump policies versus Obama. If you look at demographic breakdowns, African-Americans are doing almost twice as good. Say, uh, then you look at the change in real net worth in the first 11 quarters of the Trump years. And what do you see? You see that, you know, the change in real net worth, the people that are doing the best are doing better under Trump, not Obama. Because under Obama, they were down 64 percent, the bottom 50 percent. They're now up 47 percent. And the top one percent are only up 13 percent. If you look at the yearly growth and net worth of bottom half without recessions under Trump, it's a whopping 15% up. 76% of the increase is due to housing. If you look under the Obama uh, the top 1%, you 
you know, it did barely showed up. It was a negative number under the Obama-Biden plan. If you look at change in the share of net worth, well, okay, if you look at the top 1%, it actually went down under Trump, but the bottom 50% of wage earners went up almost 0.4% under Donald Trump. You look at contraction versus expansion of the working and the age force. You look at predicted versus actual new jobs. Uh, They only predicted 1.9 in terms of millions. Donald Trump gave us 7.1 million new jobs. Self-sufficiency is rising over government dependence. We lost more people, millions now out of off of food stamps, out of poverty. You look at enhancing self-sufficiency over government dependence. That's all happening as well. About 11 percent of Americans live in an opportunity zone. Home values have risen more in opportunity zones than elsewhere, generating 25 billion. I mean, these are real people, real lives, real benefit, real change, real success. There's one article today. uh, All this impeachment fantasy is not going to happen either. Very unusually, the leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has signed on to a resolution to dismiss the case, to dismiss the case. Uh, that, in his view, may be... Uh, but he's good. committed to having the presentations first now. I'm telling you that he signed on on Thursday to a resolution to dismiss the case. The dismiss, dismissing is a cover-up. Dismissing is a cover-up. If they want to go that route again, the senators who are thinking now about voting for witnesses or not, they will have to be accountable uh, for not having a fair trial. Uh, they're going to have the fair trial. The only people that have been unfair this whole time has been her, the compromised congenital liar, Adam Schiff, uh, and uh, Gerald Nadler. People that didn't adopt the same procedures used during the Clinton years was them. Now, Democrats in the Senate and elsewhere, even in the House, they just fed up with it. They know it's dead on arrival, but we'll go through. They'll send their, their, they'll send their stupid impeachment articles over. They'll send their dumb managers over. I guess the compromised congenital liar will probably lead the way. Um, I'm not sure I agree with Steve Bannon telling uh, Maria Bartiromo that maybe the president should delay the State of the Union address. I don't think so. He's going to get acquitted probably pretty expeditiously anyway. What's the point? Um, We have so much to follow up, by the way, on the part of Iran that we will get in. One other thing I didn't get to on Bernie Sanders is it's starting to get ugly between Sanders and and Warren because Sanders now is out there denying a CNN report that uh, allegedly he told Elizabeth Warren that a woman can't win the White House. Anyway, they reported today the remark came during a meeting in Warren's apartment in late 2018, during which the candidates discussed their presidential ambitions. And Warren told Sanders she would make a robust argument about the economy and earn broad support from female voters. Sanders responded he didn't believe a woman could win the presidency. I'm not sure if I believe this or not. Why did it just come out now? That was 2018. Oh, Nicholas Sandman's attorney is announced that he got a big dollar settlement recently now they've announced another lawsuit against well a cnn host by name tell you next who it is all right so fake news cnn and 25 till the top of the hour they ended up paying a it's an undisclosed amount they were sued for 250 million dollars lynn wood main attorney um now after nearly a year former cnn host uh, Reza aslan 
What if, well, that person was involved in some other controversies. Anyway, had a tweet up the whole time referring to Nicholas Sandman's punchable face. Does it mean that Tina is willing to let bygones be bygones? His attorney, Sandman's attorney, said Monday that Mr. Aslan is now is a top target of the teen's legal team, which has already filed defamation lawsuits against NBC Universal, The Washington Post. They reached their first settlement last week with fake news CNN. All I can say is Nicholas Sandman has not yet initiated legal action against this particular host, and he's one of our top individual non-corporate targets. According to the email of the attorney, it is likely we will bring suit in time. Sandman's attorney told a federal judge last week they plan to file lawsuits against as many as a dozen potential defendants in the next 30 to 60 days. Anyway, so the CNN host of Believer, a series that was canceled, tweeted January 19th, 2019. Honest question. Have you ever seen a more punchable face than this kid's? Kid's 16 years old. Really? Kid's 16. It's not like Hunter Biden's 49. Who is the father? Yeah, it's not the same thing. The tweet showed a picture of the standoff with Nicholas and this uh, Native American activist, Nathan Phillips. They finally removed it last week. I guess they heard they were being sued. Maybe we should take down that uh, tweet. I would love to know how much fake news CNN paid. I think and I have no knowledge. This is a total guess. Guarantee you it's over 100. Guaranteed. Because they were dead. They were done. They went so deep, so heavy into smearing this kid. I, I just, I think there's no way. What about the people that threaten physical harm? You know, you could say that's a terroristic threat. I mean, there are, you, you can't say. Anna Navarro, pretty, pretty harsh, disgusting language from a grown adult against a child. Where is the action against her? Where is it? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why there is. I guess their hatred is such that they just feel justified in doing this. I don't know. By the way, a Bloomberg rally plans to buy the Democratic nomination, but he can't, I guess, buy supporters. Only had 45 people turn out for a rally over the weekend uh, with Judge Judy. Judge Judy. I don't know. Why is Judge Judy? They must be friends. I don't know. In Texas, unlike everyone else in this race, I think what's important is beating Donald Trump. Okay, there's your whole campaign, beat Donald Trump. Uh, No, thanks. You got a red-hot labor market benefiting American workers. U6 unemployment rate, all-time low. Uh, The president now scoring big with another ruling in terms of the monies for the wall. The reallocated funds from the Defense Department are now his. And so we begin the economy off, not only 145,000 new jobs, Seven million fewer Americans on food stamps, nearly eight million new jobs created in just the time he's been president. Um, but this is the lowest rate ever recorded in history, the U6 number. And then you have record low unemployment for every demographic group. And then you get who's getting the better part of the raises. Well, by curbing illegal immigration, that would be a lot of blue collar people are seeing the best economy they've ever seen in their life. You know, seven, nearly eight million new jobs since the president's elected. You got now the lowest use six rate ever, the lowest unemployment level in 
50 years, the booming economy, just defying everyone's prediction of doom and gloom. Prior to the 2016 election, the CBO had projected the unemployment rate at this time would be a point and a half higher. American workers now coming off the sidelines and they're coming back and they're lifting up all Americans. Wage growth for workers now outpaces wage growth for managers. Wage growth for those who have a four-year degree now outpaces wage growth for those with a four-year degree. Workers in the 10th percentile of income distribution are now seeing faster wage growth than individuals in the 90th percentile, the 90th percentile. Average wage growth for African-Americans now outpaced that for white Americans, if you're looking demographically. December's job report, the trend continues. The 17th consecutive month, workers have seen wage growth at 3% or higher. It's great for the American people. Bad news for the Democrats and the media mob, but great news for the American people. And... It's just unbelievable. Let me give you a quick outline on the impeachment. I mean, they know their impeachment articles are so weak, they're looking for new impeachment articles before they even hand over the first impeachment articles. Because uh, we apparently now, the House Intel is considering subpoenaing, putting out a subpoena for John Bolton. They never thought that John Bolton's not going to say what they're assuming that they think that he might say. Anyone ever think that? Uh, now, I always liked John Bolton. I wanted him to get that job. I don't know. Apparently, conflicts with individuals I know nothing about. It, but uh, So Pelosi loses, gives up holding articles of impeachment. Democrats are now privately complaining that this was a total disaster and a failed strategy. That was in the Daily Caller. You have one Washington Post uh, congressional reporter, Ra- Rachel Bade, saying, that uh, Democrats are privately saying that Nancy Pelosi's decision was a failed strategy not sending over the impeachment articles. Now, what, what they're going to start a whole new level of impeachment? Not stop 24-hour-a-day impeachment. We'll have an impeachment channel on the air by the time this is all said and done. I mean, she claimed that there would be no impeachment without bipartisan public support. That didn't happen. You know, the fact is, if there's grounds for impeachment of Trump, And I'm not seeking those grounds, she said. That would have to be so clearly bipartisan. That's what she originally told us. Pelosi began the impeachment. Remember, she announced it before even hearing about the transcript. I guess she had a conversation with Schiff. Because now we know he's compromised and his office is compromised with the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower. Anyway, she announced the beginning of the impeachment uh, process at a press conference uh, before the transcript with Zelensky and the president ever went out. There's only one fact witness in this case. I keep going back to you U.S. senators. Don't do the job of the House. Constitutionally, they have the sole power to impeach. They've impeached. Now let them bring their articles over in their little cherry wood box and lay it before the almighty Senate and Chief Justice John Roberts presiding and let them make their case. Because we know there's only one fact witness that they had. Now, the fact that they decided not to call witnesses, maybe they didn't think they needed other witnesses. It's not your job to do the job of impeaching the president and making a better case if you think one can be made. Your job is to sit there and you're the jurors and then listen to the case that they're going to present to you. And then when they're done, call the roll and this madness for this period of time ends. I'm sure there'll be more conspiracies, more lies, more attempts to undo an election. 
God only knows what we'll have seen, you know, as we get, you know, 10 days before the election. We're 295 days away. I wonder if it's five days away. Tune in for the news that day. I assume something big and huge and breaking and it's going to happen. If you're elected, we're going to impeach him tomorrow. I mean, it's all you need to know. It's been it's been one failure after another. And it's just been based on a, an irrational hatred of all things Donald Trump. It is, uh, it is, there's nothing here. There never has been anything here. There was, they thought they had it with Trump-Russia collusion. And then four separate investigations found nothing, including the Mueller report. And to get to where they are, they have to accept that, oh, there was Russian interference in our election when Hillary paid for a dirty Russian dossier. They never once wanted to look into that. They never once cared that the illegal server was hacked by numerous other countries. That didn't seem to bother them at all. They care so much about Ukraine and quid and pros and quos, but they just act like Biden bragging. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor that's investigating my zero experienced son who's being paid millions. You have to have zero common sense, intellectual honesty, reason to, to find yourself in that position. But that's where they take us. It's the same thing with, you know, look at what has happened with Iran. Now, we had some very interesting developments over the weekend. And look, I'm, not, I'm for regime change in Iran, but not us doing it. If people, the people of Iran, if they want regime change, which would be in their best interest, they're going to have to be the ones that do it at some point if we can help them with, because it's kind of hard to win a revolution with a slingshot or a Molotov cocktail or whatever, you know, what else can you use? A rock? I mean, I watch all these pro, you're not going to win a revolution with that. So at some point, there might be good nations of the world that would assist a serious resistance within Iran. But we're not putting boots on the ground. We're not about regime change. That's up to the people of Iran. We're just not going to allow the Iranians to get nuclear weapons because with their sick, ugly, twisted, evil ideology, that then puts the entire world in jeopardy. So Pelosi and the Democrats, they didn't, they didn't have one good thing to say about all the protests out there this weekend. And every, every major Iranian city, hundreds of protesters in Iran refusing to trample U.S. and Israeli flags, denouncing anyone who did as rallies were continuing against the regime for the downing of the Ukrainian passenger flight that killed 176 souls on board. You got videos and reports emerging all over the place showing the crowds deliberately walking around the edges of flags painted on the pavement of University of Tehran. Those who did walk across the Stars and Stripes and Star of David were immediately pointed at and booed. The crowd chanting, shame on you. And many of the protesters shouted, our enemy is Iran, not America. All these Democrats that hated Trump for doing for showing enormous restraint after drones were taken down and tankers were taken hostage and the Saudis were being hit to disrupt the free flow of oil at market prices. You kill an American, the line in the sand was drawn. And the Iranians, looks like, either they're really bad shots or missed on purpose. I don't know what they were thinking, but no American was killed. The president gives them an off-ramp. They appear to be taking it. 48 hours you know, Democrats livid that Trump had led us to the brink of World War III with the taking out of their top general. Well, 
What? Where's the outrage over the shooting down in the Ukrainian Airlines flight? Soleimani's dead is a good thing. Can't find anybody but Joe Lieberman willing to say it. That's pretty pathetic. And the president's approval rating, by the way, has gone through the roof as a result of him taking decisive action and keeping to his promise not to go about protracted long conflicts, showing enormous patience. Donald Trump was justified. It's a good thing they did it. How do you ignore all the Iranian protesting that's going on there now? I don't know. Did anyone pay attention that you have Iran? They only have one female Olympic medalist. And she was she got a bronze medal in 2016. First medal ever for a woman out of Iran. She's now defected out of the country. Anyway, she's a uh, Taekwondo champion. And she won a bronze medal in the Rio Olympics in 2016. Attacked the hypocrisy, lies, and injustice of her homeland as she revealed she's fled to Europe. I'm one of the millions of oppressed women in Iran whom they've been playing for years, she wrote in an Instagram post, accusing Iranian officials of sexism and other mistreatment. Well, we've been telling you about this forever. Women can't drive. Women are told they can only leave the country with permission of, the, of a male. You know, you see women stoned to death. You see gays and lesbians thrown off roofs and killed and murdered just for being who they are. And God forbid you say anything against the mullahs, you're done. That's not going to work good for you either. Now covering for Iran, now what do we have? We have the Democratic Party, the liberal elite media. You would think that that would be a big enough story. I guess apparently not for them. You got, uh, you know, so much happening in the world, and this is where their minds are at. So what's going to probably happen this week, what we're going to see is the Democrats eventually are going to vote. They're going to send the articles over, and I think the Senate trial begins immediately. And I think they're going to adopt the same rules they had for the Clinton impeachment. And that is House managers make their case. If there's a need for clarification, I guess, of the witnesses they had, they'll bring them in and then it will be there'll be an acquittal. It's really going to be that simple. Really simple. Um, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. He replied, and I quote here, the story that we have millions or hundreds of millions of dossiers on people is completely false. The reason I'm asking the question is, having served on the committee now for a dozen years, I don't really know what a dossier is in this context. So what I wanted to see is if you could give me a yes or no answer to the question, does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans? No, sir. It does not? Not wittingly. There are cases where they could inadvertently perhaps uh, collect, but not, not wittingly. The way we operate in the Department of Justice, if we can accuse somebody of wrongdoing, we have to have admissible evidence and credible witnesses. We need to prepare to prove our case in court. And we have to affix our signature to the charging document. That's something that not everybody appreciates. Now, there's a lot of talk about FISA applications. And many people that I, I see talking about it seem not to recognize uh, what a FISA application. A FISA application is actually a warrant, just like a search warrant. Uh, in order to get a FISA uh, search warrant, you need an affidavit signed by a career federal law enforcement officer who swears that the information in the affidavit is true and correct to the best of his knowledge and belief. Uh, and that's the way we operate. And if it's wrong, sometimes it is, if you find out there's anything incorrect in there, that person is going to face consequences. 
All right, so where is the consequences? One must ask, uh, shouldn't we? Anyway, 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Uh, Clapper testifying to Ron Wyden that NSA is not collecting data on millions of Americans wittingly. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Saying there are cases where it could happen inadvertently. Yeah, on purpose. Um, Anyway, now we have this new case. It it has been brought by Cheryl Atkinson, author of two New York Times bestsellers, formerly of CBS News. The smear, how shady political operatives, fake news controls what you see, what you think, and how you're going to vote and stonewalled. She's the host of her own investigative reporting show on Sunday mornings. Um, on It's a national program. It's called The Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson, and it focuses on the investigative and accountability of reporting. You know, uh, one thing I could tell you, Cheryl, and it's not like a point of bragging, it's frankly pathetic. You know, for four, three plus years now, the media's law lied to the American people over and over again. They spew lies, conspiracy theories, and they show no little critical thinking, if any, ever. Knee jerk, hate Trump, whatever one person reports, we won't confirm it. We'll just go with it anyway. And with this failure, now they double down with the greatest hypocrisy over Ukraine, because if they really cared about Ukraine and quid and pros and quos, then they'd care about Joe Biden bragging on tape that he withheld a billion billion U.S. tax dollars unless they fired the prosecutor investigating his zero experienced son who was being paid millions. So. There's no greater double standard, is there? I completely agree with you on that. I think you've laid it forth very well. And I think that's what shows the power of the narrative, things that are on narrative. A lot of times reporters in the media will jump on it and spin it and twist it. But things that are true but off narrative become buried or hidden or not discussed at all. So you have this lawsuit out now, and it's Cheryl Thompson Atkinson, uh, James Howard Atkinson, Sarah Judith Starr Atkinson, plaintiffs against Rod Rosenstein, uh, and including the Department of Justice. And then you go on versus uh, a number of other people that you mentioned. Tell We know, for example, former government agent admits that they illegally spied on you, correct? Yes. So we now have, in addition to the irrefutable forensic evidence, which we've had for five plus years, We also have someone confessing to the crime. And, of course, the hard part, I hate to sound cynical, but I used to think all you needed was proof the government intruded on you and someone would be held accountable. We quickly learned that's not the case when it's the government who decides what to do, and they've chosen to do nothing about this. Now we even have someone practically in handcuffs presenting themselves saying, I did it. And the question is, if Department of Justice still doesn't want to hear it, or won't do anything about holding its own accountable, it still just sits out there. You know, I look at this, for example, and I'm reading the complaint, and I'm looking at item six. Shortly thereafter, in January 2013, I met Ms. Atkinson for the purpose of returning her computer and discussing the findings of the confidential analysis. I personally advised Ms. Atkinson at the time uh, that I and my associates involved were quite shocked at what we found and that we felt what was transpiring and had transpired was outrageous. I personally could not imagine that something like this could ever happen in the United States of America. So I advised Miss Atkinson, point seven, and during the course of the conversation, I advised Miss Atkinson that the internal investigation and analysis of her computer yielded clear 
evidence that the computer was infiltrated by a sophisticated person or entity that used commercial, non-attributable spyware that was proprietary to only government agencies, including the CIA, FBI, NSA, and the particular intrusion uh, entered the computer silently, was attached to an otherwise innocuous email that Miss Atkinson likely received and opened sometime in February of 2012. And the analysis likewise revealed that the intrusion was redone in July of 2012 uh, through a satellite terminal. And the intrusion was refreshed at a later time using a Wi-Fi at a Ritz-Carlton. And the uninvited programs were running constantly on the laptop and including a keystroke program that monitored every single thing typed on the computer, visited online, viewed on the screen. And the intruder had full access to email, including Ms. Atkinson's CBS work account. The intruder was likewise able to access Ms. Atkinson and her family's passwords and all their financial accounts and information. I informed Ms. Atkinson that she should assume that her smartphones are also impacted. And the analysis also revealed that the intruder accessed Ms. Atkinson's Skype account, stole the password, activated the audio, and made very heavy use of both, presumably a listening tool. And according to the evidence, the intrusion stopped abruptly about the time that Ms. Atkinson noted that her computer stopped self-starting at night. Uh, That sounds to me like your government spied pretty heavily on you. Why? And how did they all get away with it? Well, let me point out quickly that affidavit that you read. It's from an attorney and a former unit chief for the FBI. That's what's so important about it, who was the first one to reveal and identify this as a government intrusion. No doubt about that. That was years ago. We hadn't submitted the affidavit attached to a complaint until now. But, um, you know, we know from information we've gotten since then that they first became interested in me over the Fast and Furious reporting. But it wasn't just me, Sean. I mean, we keep saying this when we talk about it. I'm the least of the person that this happened to. This happened to hundreds of people out of this Baltimore unit, according to our information, led by then-U.S. Attorney Rod Rosenstein. They were allegedly surveilling not just me and other innocent U.S. citizens and journalists and ATS agents. They were surveilling all kinds of people. So I think that's what makes it so important. It's not like they picked me and only me to do this, too, because I was reporting on that. That was one reason. But I'm just one person. And I think the failure to pay due attention to this and demand accountability back then is part of the reason that opened the door for this to happen again in 2016. And if we continue to let the government just sweep this under the rug, it's going to happen again. How does a judge get to release my private personal emails uh, with an individual when I'm doing nothing wrong, which happened recently, 1,700 of them. Well, I, I've learned that judges have a great deal of latitude. You know, we'd like to think you go into a court, you present your evidence, both sides, and common sense and the judge's wisdom determines, you know, with a jury the outcome. But what I've learned is I can't even get the proof before a jury. I can't even enter the proof to the judge. It can't get that far because Department of Justice is obstructing. And so far, the court doesn't seem to want this case to go forward. So we'll never get to the proof stage if, you know, the, it's the judge's discretion that the case shouldn't go forward. It is amazing. Now, we, we know what Durham and Barr seem to be working at, and that would be more in the intelligence at side of Operation Crossfire Hurricane. But, you know, it's my strong belief that the evidence will show and... I think if you wanted to grade Hannity and my television show and the radio show and whether we were right about FISA and everybody else was wrong about Russia, Russia, collusion, collusion, 
Uh, I think we'd get pretty high grades, and I think your standards are pretty high. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, I would. I would have to say that in retrospect, what what you have reported and commented on, as well as what I've reported, not that I have nearly as many listeners as view, and viewers as you do, but I've also had informants, and I've been writing on this as well. That all has borne out as true versus all the other theories and you know things that were supposedly happening, none of which were. So, yes, I think you have a strong track record on that. Well, it's not our first rodeo. We have... You know, I learned a long time ago. You know, this new movie Richard Jewell is out. I haven't seen it yet, but I was in, yeah, I was in Atlanta when the story broke by the AJC that oh, he fits the full profile of the lone bomber. The security guard is not a hero. He he lives with his mother and father. And I was on the air at the time. I had no idea that Richard Jewell was listening to me at that moment. I said, uh, just because he lives at home doesn't mean a thing. This is the dumbest analysis. And as time went on, none of it made sense. But the media just slammed this guy. It was a huge payout to Nicholas Sandman, you know, the kid from Covington High School by fake news CNN. But one of the things I learned with Richard Jewell, it has served me well because we didn't rush to judgment with the Cambridge police or Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman or Ferguson, Missouri or UVA or Duke Lacrosse or uh, Baltimore, Maryland and Freddie Gray. And we actually vetted Obama when nobody else would. And the same now with the deep state. It's, it's a very simple formula is you dig for the truth and you don't rush out there with a conspiracy theory. Agreed. And I will bring up one other one. This taught me a lot as a new person in Washington at the time, I broke the story of Chinese spying on us, this W-88 nuclear warhead design plan, and everybody else, once the government leaked that Wen Ho Lee, a Chinese scientist, was the suspect, and I knew from my sources he was not, and I broke the story that the FBI lied about his polygraph, framed him, said he failed when he passed. Ultimately, after being held in solitary confinement, he was released. The judge spanked the FBI for all kinds of misconduct, but to my knowledge, nobody in the FBI got punished. When Halise sued everybody except us at CBS because we had reported the facts correctly. How, and, uh, how is it? Major settlements. I'm going to be talking to the brother of General Flynn, who's expected to get sentenced soon at the bottom of this half hour. How is it that we now know from the Inspector General report that James Comey lied? Lack of candor. Say it any way you want. Lack of candor means you're not telling the truth. Same with McCabe. How do they lie? And we never see charges brought up against them. And Comey was referred for criminal charges over the mishandling of the stuff he did in his anti-Trump effort of government documents that the Department of Justice took a pass saying they didn't think he meant any harm. And I read somewhere where in sort of an ancient Asian societal society that believes that once the society no longer believes that the powerful people are held to the same account and treated the same in the government as the least among us. The society breaks down. And I think we're getting to that point. All right, Cheryl Atkinson, thanks so much for being with us. Congrats on your Sunday show. We always love uh, having you. And we're going to watch this lawsuit and this case move forward, uh, hopefully in very quick order. Let's get to our phones. Our friend Don Lake Ronkonkoma on the Sean Hannity Show. Only 295 days. Don, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing, my friend? Great to talk to you again. I guess it's still not too late to say Happy New Year to you. And Happy uh, New Year. Yep, nope. It's only January 13th. You get till January 14th, and then we cut it off. <laughs> okay. No more Happy New Year's after January 14th. It's great to talk to you again. Listen, last Wednesday when Trump spoke to the nation, he, he spoke to the Iranian people. Uh, the protesters and, and the leaders there, and he told them that they have a future, a great future, that they deserve one of prosperity at home. And I was wondering at the time, how is he ever going to get that, how would they ever get that message 
being such a close society. And since for any real change to happen, it has to happen from within. I mean, how do you get the word of President Trump's support to the Iranian people who are they're sick of the twisted mindset of the uh, Ayatollah and his minions? And how do you let the Iranian government protesters and freedom fighters know that they're on the right side? How is it, it how like, is yeah. it possible you got the Iranian people protesting, mm-hmm. uh, turning pro-American in huge yep. numbers and all of a sudden, all the hate Trump Democrats and the mob, they go silent as they are now turning against the mullahs. Now, look, you never win a revolution with a slingshot or with a rock or a Molotov cocktail. It's not going to happen that way. That's right. You know, the only way that they were able to get rid of Morsi after the Arab Spring and supported by Obama, by the way, this guy once had referred to the Israelis as descendants of apes and pigs anyway, is you had General El-Sisi use the full force of the military to get rid of Morsi. And he's been in power and control ever since. And thank God he got that position. But I'll tell you, uh, I feel for the American people. We can't do a boots on the ground effort. That is going to have to come from within. And when I see this, I feel for the people that don't have and are looking to get that which we take for granted. And that is liberty and freedom. And that's what's unfolding. And now happy that Soleimani's dead. Uh, the only ones that seem to be unhappy, the Democrats, because, oh, it's it's another Trump success. That's not good. Can't be good. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. We'll come back. James O'Keefe, he's done it again. We'll explain and continue on the other side. In the future, when you look up the word dirty cop, if you have a fair Internet and free Internet, you will see the pictures of Comey and McCabe. Uh, there is this is these guys make Hoover look like a saint. Uh, that I had actually never seen that clip that you displayed, but it, it is absolutely despicable that the head of the FBI would think it's funny and cute to send over these FBI agents to go and interview the national security advisor for the president of the United States. And then they walk out of there and say, look, we don't think the guy's lying. But instead, what do you do? You double down. You look at this White House now and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the state room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, something we I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration. <laughs> the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. <laughs> And in both of those administrations, there was process. And so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel, and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. Yeah, let's just uh, let's get rid of all due process. And this happened. He's bragging about doing something. That's Comey bragging about doing something. Uh, I, I'd never do, nor would I ever dare get away with in any of the other administrations, the Obama administration, the Bush administration. Now, what's he bragging about doing? He's bragging about sending over his agents to interrogate General Flynn. Now, what, where it even gets worse than that, they send the agents in. Flynn calls over to the deputy FBI director McCabe. And says, well, do I need my own lawyer? Is this something that I need a lawyer for? Oh, no, no, you don't need a lawyer. Not at all. And then it gets worse for General Flynn. Uh, General Flynn then gets these 
trumped-up charges. And what do we find out down the road? He's, he's admitting to lying uh, to FBI agents. The FBI agents themselves never thought he was lying. And I think we've gleaned a lot of details now from General Flynn's new attorney, Sidney Powell, who's saying, yeah, that's because they were threatening to put his own son in jail and go after his family. So I guess, like a good soldier, let me see, do I just take the hit from my family or and admit to something I didn't do? Or do I, you know, take the hit and this way get them out of any kind of jeopardy? Well, I guess the 33-year war veteran, I guess that's what we, how we brag about treating him. Uh, Joe Flynn is with us. He is the brother of General Michael Flynn, uh, here to discuss the case. We're expecting, I guess, any day now, we're going to have a sentencing in this case. Originally, there was going to be no sentence recommended. Now we've got zero to six months. And after 33 years serving your country, to literally be have, have your Miranda rights ripped away from you, and get taken advantage of by the top two people in the FBI, and even still they never thought you were lying, but you have to agree to a, a lying charge that they didn't think you did is pretty awful. It's a pretty horrible way to treat our military. First, Joe Flynn, welcome to the program. How's your brother doing? Sean, thank you very much for having me. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're facing an uphill battle here, Sean. We're pretty disgusted by the, <clears throat> by the system and how it's railroaded, and particularly the vindictive prosecutors. And the fact that Sydney, as you know, has asked for, has really been trying to play by the, the, by the rule book, asking for exculpatory information so that she can demonstrate that this was basically a setup and that the general was railroaded into it. Well, you're talking deal. about Brady material, in other words, information Correct. that the government would have that they had not handed right. over to the defense, which by law, Brady, they, they had to turn over. The judge in the case is saying there wasn't any. Is that true? That's that's well. The judge was saying that, that the stuff that Sydney has been asking for, which is which is very relevant, he basically called it ir- irrelevant or elements of it irrelevant to this particular case, and which which you know nothing could be further from the truth. And we were quite surprised by that. That's why we feel now we're in a situation that we have an uphill battle, and the gov- and the prosecutors have become very vindictive in their recent sentencing memo, asking for zero to six months when before they said. No jail time. And here's a guy that that pled guilty, you know, spent 90 hours of excruciating testimony where they got nothing from him because they had nothing to get from him. But he played by their rule book. And then they still basically are screwing him, saying, ah, too bad. We're still going to recommend zero to six months for nothing. Didn't your brother have to sell his house because he ran out of money? He did. He did. He he had to sell his house. And did did he – am I right in my analysis – that the only reason he admitted to lying to the FBI because they didn't think he lied was because they, the prosecutors, were threatening to go after his son and his family. Uh, that was def- definitely the main element of the reasons why he pled guilty, particularly his son, because his son was in business with him when they went after him. I think he had, I mean, I'll say this straight up, I think he had terrible legal counsel leading into that plea deal. Um, I think that... Um, he could have had better counsel, and you know, you never know when you get involved in these things whether you're going to get somebody. You know, you get recommended people who are supposed to be experts, and they turn out to to uh, give you the wrong advice, and then you get into an even more difficult situation. And I would say that was the case with General Flynn. We've been very happy with Sydney. Sydney's been fighting hard for this, and I think Sean, over the next couple of weeks, you should expect everybody should expect that Sydney and Michael and General Flynn are going to fight even harder. 
Um, but we're faced with an uphill battle, and we don't is, know what is the there, outcome is. Is there an be. opportunity where your brother can withdraw his plea? I, I think there is that opportunity. I'm not privy as to exactly whether that's going to happen. Um, um, I, I'll have to leave that to Sydney, but certainly those kinds of things are, are options on the table. Whether whether or not it's successful or not, you know, remains to be seen. Um, but I think you're going to see a fight. Uh, you're going to see putting everything we can on the on the line here. And Sean, if that doesn't happen, then you know, as as a family member, I mean, I've been very personally very involved in this for the last three years, as you know, you know, with the Legal Defense Fund. And I want to thank you and all your supporters for the support you've given us for the Legal Defense Fund, which we're going to continue to need. Uh, but um, what is know, what is the date now scheduled on hold of this? What's 20, the time frame from 20, here on? Yeah. So we have a sentencing date on the 28th of, uh, of January, Tuesday, the 28th at 11 o'clock at the district court in Washington. Um, and again, if we if we head in there uh, and, and again, all else fails, I'll be straight and say the family would the easiest way to end this would be a pardon from the president. Uh, assuming we can't get we can't use the justice system uh, to see justice, then we're going to have to go to the president and ask for a pardon. I, I mean, one second of jail time for General Flynn is an absolute egregious, disgusting. Has any um, has anybody ever reached out to the president? I would assume that probably would not be something that would happen until after it's adjudicated. Correct. Yeah, and we we haven't reached out formally to the to, to the president on it, um, uh, but you know the president obviously is very well aware of what's happening with this case. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I I can't speak for the president, but we have we haven't done anything official in that right. But if we have to, Sean, myself uh, as Michael's brother, I would absolutely do it. Well, I know a lot of people are praying for you and your family. And I wish you all the best. I know it's been a very difficult, long, arduous battle. It's just shocking to the conscience. This is how we treat 33-year veterans to our country. Unbelievable. Well, well, you know, Sean, I, I, I want to thank, again, thank you for everything. I just want to, if I can, we're still going to need support. So I'm going to let everybody know our, our, our Legal Defense Fund website, which is the MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. That's MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. We're going to need this now more than ever. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Our many prayers, our thoughts to your brother and your whole family. I know it's been uh, very difficult uh, for all of you, and I'm hoping the, the worst-case scenario is they just dismiss this thing and, and make this nightmare go away for your family. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, back to our phones, the swing state of Florida, 295 days till Election Day. Doc in Florida, what's going on, Doc? How are you? Glad you called. Sean Hannity, you are the voice of the republic. Man, I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, my I'm, friend. Amen. I am Trump's biggest uh, African-American supporter, and I convert black, black folks to Trump by simply walking them past their emotions. For instance, when they talk about the booming economy, they try to give credit to Obama. I say, come on, let's think about this. You remember when Obamacare kicked off? how companies had to downsize employees. They'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, think about this. If you know how bad Chicago is, and they're like, yeah, it's bad. The Democrats destroy Chicago, but worse, they want America to be like Camden, New Jersey. And then I show them what Camden, New Jersey is, how poor it is. I say, the Democrats did that to Chicago and Camden, and you want this for where you live? I walk them through step by step, and I show them the verifiable facts what Trump has did versus what Obama said, because they love what Obama said until they see 
what Trump did, and it starts making sense. I win black black voters. I'm winning them over. I'm winning them over, Sean, and I appreciate you being the voice. Let me of tell you public. something. You know why I think the president is doing so well in the polls? They're no longer outliers. They're real numbers. Eight polls. President as high as 34.5% support among African Americans. When you break things down demographically, another poll had him at 34. Another poll had him at 33. The lowest at 16. He only had 8% of the African-American vote in 2016. And I think one of the reasons is that the African-American community was disproportionately negatively impacted by the failed policies of Obama-Biden. And I think now the president's turned it around and things have moved in a positive direction. Millions of jobs created, millions off of food stamps, millions out of wealth, uh, out of poverty. It's great. You are so right. And the beautiful thing is, when I ask them this one question, it shocks them. I say, give me one campaign promise Obama made and kept. That shuts the whole show down right there. And I want to say one more thing. You have the best hair in radio and TV besides Coach Jimmy Johnson. (laughs) I love it, brother. You're awesome. Well, I got to tell you something. You're a good man. What do you do for a living? I'm just curious. Uh, I work in home health care, and eventually I wanted to do a Trump store because I it, I, I that that would be my passion in life to do a Trump store because Trump Trump. Is well, just get going. Trump. Where are you? Where, where, what town you live in? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, get going. Just build it up. Build a mail Thank business. You, Maybe we'll link to it. Sean, you're awesome. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. All right, God bless you, my friend. Keep up the good work. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. Our number two hundred ninety five days. We'll be watching Michigan very closely. Linda in Michigan. We'll get to you in a second. All right, let's get back to our busy telephones. All right, the swing state, 295 days. We will be watching the great state of Michigan closely. Linda, you're in charge of pulling out all the Trump vote for us there. How are you? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I just want to say I'm such a fan, and thanks to my brother from Traverse City. He introduced me to you, and we love your show. And I'm from Iraq, and I'm Christian, and my husband's from Iran. But he did convert to Christianity and he became Christian. We just want to say we support Trump 100%. God bless him. God bless our military, our CIA, everything. God bless him. God bless our police officers. They're doing everything to protect us. And what he did in Iraq was the best thing ever for the whole world. Not just the United States, but for the whole world. And instead of people standing up, giving him standing ovation and clapping for him, we are just sabotaging him. And the real enemy, Sean, it's really the Democrats and our media. That's my point. Well, they've got an agenda. I mean, they are the propaganda arm of the, you know, the Democratic Party. This is state-run TV now. There's no ambiguity. There's no doubt. There is no debate. They do all things advanced. They are one team. You got every media outlet with a few exceptions. You got talk radio exceptions. You got a few of us on Fox as exceptions to that rule. The rest of them, they are compromised and they are corrupt and they are agenda driven. We're not. And we're going to stay focused on the truth for 295 days that you won't get elsewhere. They want to impeach him. Then they want to impeach him again. But if the words come out, we can now project the great state of Michigan where Linda lives has now re-elected Donald Trump, uh, 45th president of the United States. Well, guess what? We'll be shocking the world again. Can it happen? Absolutely. How do we make it happen? Well, you have to get up, get engaged, and vote. 
One of the first things you need to do is make sure you get registered in time to vote. So as a helpful, handy, handy, handy voting guide, we have put down the dates of every state when you need to register. Uh, A lot of them, you've got to register by March. So you want to get your registration in now. So when November comes, you're not going to say, why can't I participate? Now's the time. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We'll take a quick break. We have breaking news. James O'Keefe is at it again. What did he do this time? We will explain on the other side, Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. So if Trump gets reelected, what? Getting cities burn. Do you even think that some of these, like, mega people could even be re-educated? <laughs> I mean, we got to try. Start in Milwaukee, and then when they and when the police push back on that, and other cities, be ready to be in Milwaukee for the DNC convention. We're gonna make 1978 look like a Girl Scout. The cops are gonna be the ones that are getting beaten in Milwaukee. All right, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe have done it again. Uh, this is the exclusive audio. We haven't played it yet. Tomorrow, the video of this will be released. What were you listening to? Oh, part one. I always love James O'Keefe as part one, part two, part three, part ten. And it just because then you focus on just how bad every one thing is rather than a big uh, a video dump. And then you can absorb the insanity of all of this. Now, this is all part about Bernie 2020 field organizers. You know, they're stating uh, effing cities will burn if President Trump wins re-election, praising the gulags, calling for violent action. The names of the people, Kyle Jurek, Iowa field organizer for the Bernie Sanders campaign, effing cities burn if Trump's re-elected. Effing cities that Stalin had a reason, a reason to use gulags, claiming gulags were better than what the CIA has told us that they were, saying the greatest way to break a effing billionaire of their like privilege and their idea that they're superior, smack, go out and break rocks for 12 hours a day. Now there, you're a working class person, saying free speech has repercussions. There are consequences for your effing actions. You shouldn't expect, you should expect a violent reaction. You deserve a violent reaction. Oh, a lot of peace and love. Uh, can't, can't take out Soleimani, but you can say that about conservatives and the American people. Uh, shouldn't surprise anybody, though. Uh, Join now, James O'Keefe, CEO, founder, Project Veritas. How are you, senor? Sean, thank you for having me on. And it's uh, it's the eve of another big, big, huge launch at Project Veritas, uh, kicking off 2020 with a bang here on some absolutely radically crazy uh, maybe radicals too generous, but but uh, totalitarian uh, violence, all types of things being exposed in this expose release tomorrow. Okay, so this is just a small sampling of what we got. So you obviously got in the inner workings of the Bernie Sanders campaign. Uh, pretty shocking stuff. Cities, uh, blanking cities will burn if Trump's reelected. Defending the the use of gulags. Oh, it's just it's really just indoctrination. I guess they want us to be good little socialist liberals like they were. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is as usual with what we do. It's it's um, uh, the, the content very much speaks for itself. But uh, there's conversations here about expecting violent reactions to speech, uh, acts of violence. Um, this is maybe the most shocking things you'll ever see in a political campaign in American history being said here by by this uh, by this employee for for Bernie Sanders. And um, you know this this whole idea that cities will burn, that Milwaukee will burn. Um, right now, Bernie Sanders is the leading contender for the Democratic presidential nomination, and we kind of want to show people what these people really believe. What do they actually stand for? And, and uh, maybe it doesn't sh- shock you, Sean, but I think it shocks a lot of Americans. And and they're going to probably come out and say this guy's an isolated incident. They may fire him, but um, have uh, you, there's so have many. Have you let them here. know at this point that you have these tapes, these videotapes? I am in the process. As uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, you guys are huge supporters of our work and you've always believed in me personally and professionally Sean so I'm kind of giving you guys a first a first uh, tease a first hint at this but as I speak we are actually um in the process of um of tracking down the uh the various uh people who this man reports to getting a comment from the campaign today uh in lieu of of tomorrow's launch all right, so you've got video, and I know the way you work because we have highlighted your work for many, many years. And by the way, I know you're actually a lot of people, I understand now, trying to work for you. Uh, I know people that have worked, that listen to this program that have reached out and gotten, in, gotten into contact with Project Veritas, and they want to do the dangerous work of going undercover. Um, you usually have numerous projects going on at once, but... One of your tactics, techniques, whatever you want to call it, is that when you have a big story, you don't give out the whole story at once. How many days of features will we be having? Is it the, should I book you for the whole week or just half the week? <laughs> well, I think I think we're going to do something unusual tomorrow in the sense that this guy's got says so many things of which you only have heard one or two there on the radio. This, I mean, this is you can't even write this. This this guy is talking about. I mean, the Soviet Union about about the necessity for political violence, and he's paid. There's just 20 to 30 minutes of content. We're going to try to do some unusual things. I don't want to say what they all are, because, Sean, I'm fighting, as you know, a media apparatus which is designed to protect these people. So we have to play things a little differently in the media. However, there is there are, there are there's definitely more to come. There always is. I think, and this is an unusual circumstance because. I think all these people believe this, and, and many more than one say, say it explicitly. So it's going to be their move. It's a chess move. What are they going to do? Are they going to fire this guy? Are they going to say he's isolated? And if they say that, you know, I want to ask Bernie Sanders uh, at the debate, we'd like to know from him, how many more people in your campaign believe these things? And what are you going to do when we, when, not if, we reveal those other people? It's going to be a very interesting dynamic, Sean, to see the reaction from the campaign to these tapes. Well, I think they, they're going to, what, maybe fire one, two, three people and say, oh, we had no idea that, that radical leftist socialists that, I guess, talk about Stalin in the greatest ways and putting people in gulags and concentration camps and re-education camps and... Um, you know, it just sounds like everything that I've ever known about radical leftists. They believe they're superior. They feel that they're they're well justified to empower a government to go out and and steal other people's money and give it to those people that don't have the same amount. That's their perfect utopia. It never works out for anybody, but that's what they believe. I think they haven't revealed it. 
in the past until until right now. I think it's all, you know, this is what we do. We we we, we expose people on their own words. What are they not? What are they not revealed to the to the public? And right now, you're seeing it for the first time. And it's, you're going to see more. I can't say everything we're going to do, but you're going to see many more than one example of this explicit, just horrendous, totalitarian stuff that these people really believe. They really believe this in their hearts. And um, and they're act, some of them are actually saying that Bernie believes it, too. So it's just going to be very exciting. And by the way, Sean, yes, a lot of people are coming to want to work for Project Veritas because of thanks to you. A lot of people on your program listening, projectveritas.com slash brave. You can apply to, to, to do this undercover investigative reporting. And a lot of the people that we have recently hired uh, for 2020 have gotten these tapes. You'll see their, you'll hear their voices asking the questions, and these are patriots, people who signed up to, to be investigative reporters, and we, we thank them for getting involved. And it's going to be a very exciting week, Sean. I can't wait to see the reaction to these tapes tomorrow. You've done a lot of these projects some of them have been so blockbuster. Where does this rate with some of your best work? That's Answering that question is always more of an art than a science, because I didn't think the ABC tape would be as big as it was. That was the hidden camera ABC recording of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, where, they, where they, they squashed the story. They admitted they did it to protect the Clintons. It's always hard to know, but this audio is so shocking. I mean, the stuff this guy is saying... You couldn't even write it. I mean, uh, the Soviet Union and gulags and murdering people and violence and what they're going to do if Bernie doesn't win. And I, I really think this is going to be a big deal. Bernie and Warren are neck and neck, and there's a debate tomorrow night. I think he'll be asked about this, Sean. I think if there's one thing the voters don't tolerate, it's being lied to. So when they see all of these people believe these things and mean it, and then they're gonna, the voters are going to ask themselves, well, what do, you, what do you actually believe, Mr. Sanders? What, is, what, are your, what are your intentions? And if he says, I don't agree with all of the people that work for me, it just creates a very, very strange dynamic. Because, Sean, this is what these people believe. This is what socialism is. This is if you haven't read the Gulag Archipelago, you should read it. This is what socialism is. These people are articulating socialist principles taken to the extreme. So I think it's, I think it's just going to really change the dynamics of the election, to be honest with you. I think this, this investigation might change the dynamics of the election this month. Wow. Great work. We'll be looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have you back on the air tomorrow, part two, and we'll get the video version of it as well. Uh, if you get it to us, we'll put it up on Hannity tonight. That's up to you. Uh, I don't know if you get the work done in time, but you can let us know. We'd love to put it up. Thank you so much, Sean. All right, James. We'll be in touch. James O'Keefe, 800 Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right, let's go to our busy telephones here as we say hi. Oh, our friend Velma in Vegas. Now, we do need Nevada. That needs to turn red this year. Uh, Velma, did you, did you, I heard. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry, it won't happen. So, Velma, one day, all of a sudden, I'm looking at my, my phone. I have an iPhone. And across my credit card comes Seven hundred ninety-five dollars for the Wynn Hotel. I'm thinking, oh my God! I'm thinking now. Hang on a second. <laughs> I haven't been to the Wynn Hotel. I'm well, not. Said, listen, well, you hang, sent uh, me there, it, and guess what? What? I tried to save you money. You tried to save me money. Doesn't look yeah, like it. Yeah, I did. I did. I tried. They said I did too. It was going to be higher. Oh, they gave me a break, and you. So it was like seven. Is that about right? Seven hundred ninety-five oh bucks. Oh my God! That's awful. 
Well, what, what, Son, I love well, it. that's oh all that matters. Hey, listen, that's all that matters. You're, I get treated like royalty there. Why do you get treated so well there? Because they, they love you? It probably comes for you. Why, do they know that I'm the one that's sending you there? Oh, yes, they know. And they love you and they love me. But they agree with me and not you. Like, you're going to vote for Trump this year, right? You got to be kidding. Oh, so you're going to vote for a socialist. I'm not going to vote for, I'm going to vote for who I think will, will, will help this country. Who you gonna, well, 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 give me a name. Who are you thinking of voting for? You know what? I'm not giving you a name, nothing. Why are you afraid? I, well, you know what? No, I, you, 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 should right be, now, you should be I, a little more chill. We sent you for a Manny. Not, we sent you for a Petty. We sent you for a, a Makeover. Choice. We sent you for everything. All right, hang on one second. We're going to find out who Velma's really voting for on the other side of this break. So if Trump gets reelected, what? Can cities burn. Do you even think that some of these, like, mega people could even be re-educated? <laughs> I mean, we gotta try. It'll start in Milwaukee, and then when, they, and when the police push back on that, then other cities are just be ready to be in Milwaukee so the DNC can return. We're going to make 1978 look like a f***ing Girl Scout. But the, the cops are going to be the ones that are getting f***ing beaten in Milwaukee. All right, we'll get to Velma on the other side of the break here. We're going to take your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Oh, and we have another uh, prediction by the climate change doomsdayers that's now gone belly up. Well, a number of years ago... The environmental extremist movement, climate change doomsayers. Yeah, they were saying we're now 10 days into 2020. And they said that uh, global warming would reduce the glaciers at Glacier National Park to giant puddles of water by 2020. That's what they said. Glacier National Park is removing signs that warn glaciers would be gone by 2020. Guess what? They're still there. How do they get it wrong all of the time? Uh, I don't know what, I don't even know how to really read this, but the Pew survey has come out. Young people in the U.S. express far more skeptical views of America's global standing than older adults. Now, young people are going to like my interpretation of this. They're also more likely to say it would be acceptable if another country became a military power as the U.S. That's really dumb. Most Americans say the U.S. stands above all other countries, or it's one of the greatest countries, along with some other 55%. Uh, percent. One in five say other countries that are better than the U.S. Okay, slightly more than a third, adults 18 to 29, say other countries that are better than the U.S. as the highest share of any group. You know why? I'm going to be very blunt. Because they've been pampered. Most kids, they haven't had to work or work very hard. They go to school. They're not out in the workforce. Once they get that first pay stub and they see how much they pay to the government and how expensive life is, and they start paying all their own bills, not mom and dad, and start paying those taxes, I think they're going to change their ways. All right, we'll hit the phones next, starting with Velma, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Five till the top of the hour. We'll take calls for the final half hour of the program today. Got an awesome Hannity 9 Eastern, DVR, Fox News Channel. Uh, all right, let's get back to Velma in Vegas. All right, Velma, so your birthday came. 
we give you the same birthday present every year, and that is we send you to the Wynn Hotel and Casino, and all I know is uh, how is it possible to spend $800 on, on a man? You know what? I had what? Well, I'm telling you. They gave me like a, oh, my God, two-hour massage. Oh, my God, it was awesome. Then they gave me like 100 minutes of a facial. And, you know, and then I got my feet and my uh, nails done. And that's when I told them to cut back on the, uh, because jail, because all this stuff is really expensive, but nothing like, because you get, you get treated so much better. I mean, they treat me, they, everything is so timely. And they wait on me even to go in the bathroom and they out, they're waiting on me to come out the bathroom. I mean, you get, I see how rich people live now. I mean, they just, it's just awesome. I, I would never, ever in a million years do what you did. Never. Listen, we don't. My life is so busy between the church. Well, what do you think my life is? It's not sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops, you know. Sean, but let me tell you, I need a day. My husband took off work so he could keep the children. I'm telling you, I need this break, and I enjoyed it. Okay, so you and went. You know what? Whoa, whoa. So I you got. You no, so hang much. on. For 800 bucks, you get a two hour massage. Then you a get. Two hour massage. That's, oh my God, so okay. relaxed. And then you get. By the way, when you do the massage, do they kind of like make you wear a towel at least? Yeah, they 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 touch on you, but they they so the way they they do it, they they pull each part off. You know, they're not exposing your whole body. Oh, okay. So they like and do you know one what? piece at a time. I, I wouldn't expose my whole body to nobody, but I'm t- telling you, the thing of it is, you're not even uncomfortable the way they do it. They do it. Right. No, so- they're professionals. I understand. And you go into a great oh resort. You go into and these people are awesome. And then right. I, no, no, no. They're professional, and I'm just. And then they remembered who I, I was. They remembered remember you. Who I was before. Yeah. And but they know that you are, uh, and we talk about you. Oh boy. I do. I just tell them so how much I love you and stuff, and how good you're my children, uncle, and how you know. That's all. Nothing. Nothing personal. Nothing. Just that. You know. All right. I'm so no, no, no. I got. So you go in for the two-hour massage. Do you fall asleep when they do it, or do you stay awake? Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know what? I probably did with the lady because I asked her, was I snoring? And she kind of smiled. So you were snoring while you were getting your massage. Who knows? I just, Sean, you are so relaxed. I'm telling you, these people are, and you know what? I had a woman. Oh, maybe it's just me. Uh, Did you prefer a woman over a man? No, I didn't ask, I didn't specify nobody this time. But the last what? time I asked for a young, handsome man. You asked for a young, handsome man. Did you get one? Oh, you think I want an ugly man? I, uh, oh. Yes, I did. Yes. And and did you like the this young? Ha- I did well, not now that okay, this now you got a woman this time. Did you like the young, handsome man or the woman better? Well, I liked the woman better because she did it longer. Oh well, maybe you got the two-hour package John, instead I'm, of the one-hour package. Rich, if I was rich, I would have one of them people travel around with me, and I would have those massages probably daily. Well, let me tell you, I could afford a massage, and I'm—I I don't want any strangers touching me. I know it, but you don't realize, Sean. You need to relax. Please. I'm relaxed. I'm fine. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it would make you know you mean. All right, so then you get the and then you get the hang on, then you get the Manny and the you get. You know you. Well, my daughter, my daughter hated it when I took her to get a Manny Petty because I would try to hire two or three people to do it at once. No, you wasn't. Apparently, she was embarrassed at that. You know what? I had one person working on my hand and one person working on my feet at the same time. I like that too. Oh, so you had two women working on you this time? I'm telling you, Sean. 
I love, love, love going there. I love, and I appreciate you so, because there is no way I can afford that. Yeah, all right, so then you get the Manny Petty. You get your hair done and everything, too, or what? I did, oh, Sean, they you would have been way out of a lot of money with that. Oh, no, did you get your hair done? I usually get, I get false eyelashes. I didn't do that. Why not? Because I didn't want you to have to pay no more money. No, no, no. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it. No, no. That was too hey, much. Hey, you Linda, know? make sure but next time she gets the long, John, fake the eyelashes. Hotel. At the Wynn Hotel, you're getting the Wynn fees. Wait, but you want to get the long, fake eyelashes, right? You... I get the, I get, though not real long, because I wear glasses now. You know I'm old. Okay, so. so... I, wear glasses. I get the medium length. Okay. So, all right. So, you, if we could add to enhance the experience, but you want two masseuse, do you want a guy and a girl? This way you can see and, you know, at the same time? No! <laughs> well, you could decide which one does the better job professionally. I'm telling you, Sean, I, had to, I chose the first time I asked for a man, a young yeah. man. No, no, no. You said a young. That's not what you anyway, said. You said a young, good looking man. What you, what you want somebody ugly for? I, I'm, I, <laughs> but the thing of it is, I, I was being funny. Too. Well, let me ask I you am. a question. What if the person that they sent over was, was not particularly attractive? Would you say, nope, you don't, you're not attractive oh, enough? No, I wouldn't hurt nobody's feelings like that. You wouldn't? So you, but, no. But inside, you'd be very disappointed. Well, I add, they, those people are very accommodating. They gave me a good-looking, flat-stomach, uh, good-looking guy. Okay. But right. like I say, I now, didn't wait, even Now, ask. how does your husband feel about these little encounters that you're having over there with the no, masseuse? John, you know how I am. I didn't but, ask that. I said, how's, how does your husband react to you getting your massage by a good-looking, hot young guy? Did I tell him? I don't know if I told him. Oh, I think I did. You don't know. Well, if you didn't tell him, that means you didn't tell him on purpose. Sure. What? Are you serious? You know that I'm an honest well, then why, then why, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious. Listen, you get a massage for, for health reasons. You get a massage uh, for physical ailments. You get a massage for uh, physical training. All sorts of reasons, therapeutic reasons for it. I want a massage because it feels good. It relaxes you. It, it, oh, and it just, I mean, I, it's just awesome. All I right. Love, I love it. Well, next time you can go for the whole works. You can get the phony eyelashes put on after, and you can get, uh, get maybe you want to get your hair done? Sean, that yeah. is enormous money. Well, you can get it colored and, you know, maybe. Yeah, but you're talking, you're talking at the Wynn Hotel, you're talking a lot of money. All right. Do you want me, do you want me to put restrictions on your present or do you want the full on present? Because I'm willing to go to give you the full on works. You can get the works. Sean, you get you know what, here's what I'll do. So wonderful. Let me tell we'll you. We'll get you two masseuse, man, young, good looking, or a woman, I whatever you prefer. One. I just want one at a time. Now I ain't for them three. One at a time. I mean, okay. John, hey, I'm not for those threesome. Well, but nobody. I know who said anything about that. You see where your mind goes? It goes right in the gutter. I don't know. You said a man and a woman, and then it's me. That's three people in there. Well, you said the last time you wanted a young, hot guy I, to do your massage. You said that. I didn't say that. John, I told you. You asked me. I, the first time you remember, I asked for a young, good-looking guy. Yeah. Okay. The second time, I didn't request And you didn't tell your husband, but go ahead. Look at you. What you what you trying to say? I'm saying that uh, just the facts, ma'am. I'm just giving out the facts. You didn't tell your husband that you asked for a young, good-looking guy to give you the massage. I don't know. Maybe I, that was last year. I don't know if I did or not. No, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't, based on how you're telling the story. 
It's your trip. You know that I'm honest, and you know I'm going to... Well, let me ask you, would your husband have been annoyed at that? You know what? My husband is so sweet. I didn't ask if he's sweet. I'm asking, would he have been... Would he be annoyed that you went and you requested a young, good-looking man to give you a massage? You tell every little tidbit of everything you do now. Oh, so you did... Now you're admitting you purposefully hid it from him. I I, I told you I think I did. No, I don't think you did. It. <laughs> no, but you see, you, you would you, if you have a choice. Now, now that you've had one, now that you had one with a young, good-looking guy, and now you had one with a woman. When you go back next time, you're going to ask for the young, good-looking guy again, or no? No, I'm a, I want that woman. That woman was excellent. He was too. Now he was too. But that woman, I think she she did longer, and I like that. Okay, so now you're into the the a woman doing it, not the young, good-looking guy. Well, I like that lady. I hope she's there. She's been there a long time, so I hope she's still there. And when you send me back again, I'm going to request her. Wow. It sounds like a heck of a day. How long was all that oh, take? God. It was a wonderful day, and I I, I hope people. You know, didn't I, get but the jealous. reason the re- we're kidding you obviously about the whole experience, but I got to tell you, you it seems like a present you really love and enjoy. Oh my lord! And I give you and God, God first, and then Sean Hannity, all the praises, all the glory, all the honor, all the whatever. You, uh, I, I don't need praise, honor, or whatever. No, you you stick you with God. I'm, I'm a nobody. Sean, you are wonderful. And also to my children, they went on Amazon, got what they wanted. They oh, were good. happy. Good. What did, they, what, did I, what did Uncle Sean buy him this year? Well, they got the electronic thing. This guy got uh, some. You know, he come, he he gonna be dr- Sean. He th- he turned thirteen Monday. Hey, my my son is in college, and is all he all they I like to do is play these games all day. My children, your uh, your nephews and my children are twelve and thirteen. Don't you know God is good? Yes, God is good. I I agree with I agree with that statement. God is good. I told God just let me raise my live to raise my two children. Then He can call me on home. Okay, can we can we stop with the dying talk now for a second? Oh, I forgot. You well, listen, if you're gonna die, you might want to die on the table. You know, when you're getting a massage, that'd be it's sort of like a little bit of heaven on earth. Tell you what, that's a good way to die. It wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst way. It wouldn't be the worst way. You know, to the die. funniest thing is I know Linda likes this stuff. Everyone, Jason likes it. I'm not. I'm not letting strangers touch me. I don't. Sean, know. Have you ever tried it? Just try it briefly, and I walked out. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, okay. I don't understand that. I, I first, I can't relax anyway. I sit in that little. I feel like I'm wasting my time. It's a okay. waste of my time. Because you busy and you like to be busy and all that. But Correct. I, I'm not going to tell you because you say you already relaxed. I'm so super relaxed. In the next 295 days, I'm going to be super duper relaxed. No worries at all. No okay. fear, no worry, nothing. Okay. All right, Velma, we love you. Do me a favor, kiss my nephews, and uh, tell the mister I said hello. And he's, boy, he has, I, I actually feel for your husband a little bit, you know. What? My husband is a no, lucky man. No, I'm going to tell you, you, he's got a handful. You're a handful. You know what? When God made me, he broke the mold. He did. And you, you know, know what? I'm such a wonderful person. What What can I say, honey? No, I and am just... I, I, the poor guy. I mean... You ought to be shaming yourself. I thought you loved me. I love you. I love you a lot. I love your husband. Love your family. Love the kids. I love everybody. You, know my husband. you don't even know my husband. That's because he won't come see me. I've invited <laughs> him specifically. I met but him you once. Know what, Sean? He likes you, too. He just don't say it. He likes you, too. He appreciates everything you do. That's because I buy all the big expensive gifts for the kids. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's spending money, too, now. He's oh, I know. Me. 
I think that I think the more when I got them the mini motorcycles, I think that he was a little. You guys were a little worried then. I know. Well, they they the children is very dare. As a matter of fact, we finna start teaching. He's fixing to start teaching Anthony how to drive. Listen, I can't believe it. Yeah, Anthony will be when he get fourteen. Can't he get his a fifteen? He can get All right. those now. Lights. If you're not gonna vote for Trump, who are you gonna vote for? I don't know because I'm not. Um, the people that I wanted is gone, so I don't know what I'm a, who I'm gonna vote for. Well, I'd say if you don't, I think you should vote for Trump because the economy's never been better. Soleimani's dead. Okay, Baghdadi's Sean, dead. Okay, whatever. Okay, we have seven million. No, well, seven I million. Agree, I don't agree with them, and well, I don't. You well, know what? Well, who did you? Who did you? Who did you want? I have not met a black person that liked Donald Trump or wanted him back in office. Okay, who did you want to run? Who did I want to run? Yeah. I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't. The people that I wanted are gone. Who? Uh, it wasn't. John, what difference does it make? They're gone. You can't remember their names. You, you love them that much, you don't even remember their name. Yes, I do. I know every one of okay, them. Okay, which ones were you interested in? I was interested in, so you can start talking about her. I'm not, I was interested. You know what? I really wanted a woman because women, women know how to take care of business. Now, you have this thing about I pick a male masseuse, a female masseuse, a, no, a male I'm, president, I'm a female women, president. When it comes to certain things, women are good at it. Women are very detailed. We're very oriented. And, and, and what are you you're saying? Men are chopped liver then? Well, I love men. Men are do a lot of things. They can take you out to dinner and wine and dine you. Oh, well, that's very nice of them. For you know, <laughs> At least they're good for something. <laughs> Women are all about business. We're all about business. Okay. I, I love women. I think they're awesome. I love everybody. Velma, well, we you. love you, too. God bless you. I love you. Okay, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I, don't even know what to th- I don't even know what to say to all that. So all of a sudden, my phone goes off. That, I'm sure you are the one that set it up. Uh, Linda, meaning. Um, and, you know, because all the charges, all, all your Grubhub every day comes across which is a food delivery service in New York, comes, you know, all day long, these guys are ordering food. They eat once, they eat twice, they eat three times, just keep ordering it in, which I don't care at all. Um, and But I see $800 win hotel and casino. I said, what the hell is that? Uh, I go, has to be Velma, because Velma got her, her present. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. So what is Nancy Pelosi up to this time? Well, we don't know the exact day we're ever going to hand over the articles of impeachment. Well, one day... Sometime, who knows when. Anyway, full coverage tonight. What will the House do? Kevin McCarthy, also in the Senate. What is their role? Martha McSally checks in. Uh, Oh, we have a new guest tonight, Vince Ellison, who you're going to love. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Only 294 days to go. It'll go fast. Buckle up.